0: This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm here to share with you getting and staying published. Now, all writers who want to share their work with the world want to be published. Some want to self-publish, while others would prefer to have the backing and distribution of a publishing house. Now, at the titular panel at Worldcon 2019, George Sanderson, Patrick Nielsen Hayden, Rachel Winterbottom, E.C. Ambrose, and Michelle Sagara talked about the realities of traditional publishing when you're not an A-list author. So, first off, we talked about the top three ways writers make it hard on themselves when getting published. First thing some writers tend to do is quit their day jobs. A publishing contract is great. It's very often a huge amount of money because it comes in a lump sum. But if you look at it as a year's salary, or how long have you been working on that book? Three years? Five years? That number starts to look a little more realistic and a little like less like you're set up for life. There is no guarantee that your next book will find a publisher or a market, or that your current book will perform as well as the publishers hope. If you got an advance, there are shockingly few authors who ever earn out or make back for the publishing house what the publishing house gave them as the advance. Many authors, if they get further future contracts, see their advances get smaller and smaller. Typically, debut advances are larger than anything you will see, again, unless you become a very popular writer. And that's a very limited few, unfortunately. So the Advances that you get from a traditional publisher will typically grow smaller and smaller until it reflects what the actually get back from the market. After you earn out your advances, when you start earning royalties. So it depends if you want your money up front and no guarantee of more, or if you know it's going to sell well, then, you know, it doesn't matter as much. Another way that published authors tend to shoot themselves in the foot is by switching markets. Of course, it's always best to write what you're most passionate about. If you're forcing the writer, it usually comes through to the readers as a lackluster book. That said, if you change genres and markets, it can be like building your audience from scratch. Except without the like you are building your audience from scratch. And that can be a challenge. And the third way that writers can shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to publishing is getting the wrong agent. Now, if you do manage to get a contract before you get an agent, it's usually very easy to find an agent. Hey, I have a contract. I need an agent to help me negotiate this. It is always recommended. It is always wise to, if you don't get an agent, at least get a contract lawyer to look over anything before you sign it from the publishing house. But unless the lawyer specializes in book contracts and knows the the writing world, the agent will likely be better versed in what to expect, what sort of things are negotiable and what sort of things are not something you should accept now that said you need to make sure if this agent that you're working with is invested in your career or just here to help you through the single contract a misunderstanding at this stage can leave your career in shambles so that said those are the mistakes you can make let's move on Say you're writing and you have a great first book, but, you know, they paid more than it actually turned out to be. Is it really three strikes and you're out? Usually what it looks like from the writer's end is your first novel floats on clouds and hope and optimism once you finally get that agent and that publisher. Um, And the traditional publisher advance typically reflects this. Debut authors are what everybody dreams of. They want to discover someone. Just like politicians would rather build a road than fix one. It's nicer to put your name on something than fix up something someone else built. Your second novel. Well, publishers do like to give writers a second chance. You know, fate, timing, something could have been off, you know. Let's try this again. Third book, good luck. The reality is, publishers need to sell a writer and their voice, not necessarily just one genre. Plenty of authors have more than one type of story in them. Now, typically, writers query agents and then agents submit manuscripts to acquiring editors. Now, occasionally, some publishing houses will accept unagented submissions directly from the writers, but that is not entirely common, except a few select publishing houses. But once you've sold a book or two, a working relationship can evolve. So let's talk about ways an acquiring editor can work for an author. Now I'm saying acquiring editor to differentiate people who are Editors within a publishing house who select manuscripts that they're editing in order to publish versus a regular editor, which could be a copy editor, a developmental editor, it's someone you're paying on the side. So, just as a note, I'm going to, I, I might stop saying acquiring editor, but for this entire video, that's what I'm going to be referring to. So, editors that select work for publishing houses have a working relationship that can be as close as an agent with a given writer. And of course, the more senior the editor, the more clout they have when it comes to deciding who their publishing house is going to publish. Um, there are multitude of ways that a, and having an editor on your side can be very helpful, but here are four of them that we discussed during the panel. First off, they can go to bat for you for your novel uh, versus the publishing board if it's the first time up or if they botched your last marketing and you've got something new you're trying to push through. Even if the numbers aren't there, an editor on your side can, you know, sell it as we messed up the marketing last time, but this writer is too good. Um, Another way editors can help a writer is they can pitch ideas internally and bring in the author that they want to write it a third way is after a slump if your pitch is keen enough they can get you another offer because they know you they want to work with you and so they're they're probably going to step up and sell your idea because they're they're on team you and Fourth way uh, an editor can help is some can have had successes with changing bylines, i.e. giving the author a new um, pseudonym to write under uh, so that they can come out as a sort of debut without the baggage of the old book. But sometimes a relationship with the publishing house just isn't working. And there are times you need to walk away. So here are some a couple of reasons that you might want to find a new publisher. First off, sometimes a new publisher is what you need after a slump. The old one has already used all its connections and marketing techniques, and it's time to try something new. And secondly, this is unfortunately a reality in an industry that by nature moves slowly is sometimes the editor you've worked with leaves the publishing house or goes to a different role or a different division and no one has the passion for the manuscript that that editor left behind. If you don't have someone there who adopts your manuscript as their baby, then sometimes you're just left sitting there. So if If your acquiring editor leaves, reach out to them, see what's happening with the manuscript. If you don't hear from them, or they say leave it with the publishing house, they'll be fine, and you don't hear anything, you might want to reach back and see about um, withdrawing it, I think. If anybody has more details on that, please comment below. I have not been through this process yet, and hope to not be through that process, but I'd like to be prepared in case that day comes for me or for my fellow watchers. So, next up, we talked about ways to set yourself up for success. Enough with the things that can go wrong and blah, blah, blah. How can you, as a writer, There are so many external factors. There's marketing, there's timing, there's of course the writing, but once you've done all that, how can you align yourself and your book so that it will succeed and that, you know, it'll be a success? So first off is of course, network. You can make friends in the industry. You can do it on social media. You can do it in person at conventions if you don't have the money but you do have the time or energy you can always volunteer to work at conventions you usually get free entrance, and sometimes crash space and sometimes even free meals um if you can't attend conventions you can of course always read my blog or watch my videos where i shall share all the notes from the panels and i talk about who was there and who was talking about what so you know who to follow on social media. So, um, but caveat, always make sure you're making a good impression when you network. Um, Everyone knows somebody else, it's a small industry. So don't discount or like be rude to someone just because you don't think they matter. Because A, they might matter, B, they might matter in the future, or C, they might be the beloved of someone who does matter. Of course, everyone matters. um, And I hope most of my viewers are good, kind people who aren't just looking for people to use because nobody likes to feel used. So when you're networking, make a good impression, be friendly, but respectful of boundaries. Do not Start talking to someone after introducing yourself as if you're their new best friend. Make sure that, you know, just because you feel like you know them because you've read all their books, they don't know anything about you. Start, if you want a friendship with them, start with hello and don't force yourself on them. A second way that you can set yourself up for success is be prepared. Rejection stinks. Seeing friends, or frenemies even worse, succeed while your novel is passed over hurts. Whether you're at the hoping for an agent stage, hoping a publish level, or hoping for awards stage, it always hurts. There's always going to be some level of rejection. It's reality, it stinks but you got to deal with it one way that hopefully will help you is to know that you are not alone whatever stage whatever rejection you're feeling there are other people out there who are also getting passed over know what you need to keep your passion from burning out read write ignore your jealousy or acknowledge it and then move on um The third way to set yourself up for success might be a little repetitive. Don't give up your day job. Even if you do get a huge contract or tons of steady ones, fear of bills and falling behind can, for some people, put on too much pressure and take away the love of writing and also maybe some writer's block. Um, Remember to take care of yourself. And age doesn't matter, but financial security can affect your approach. Um, We all know that if you are comfortable paying your bills, you're going to have more time to write. You're going to be less distracted unless, of course, you can only write in panic. Eh, Everybody's different. And The fourth way to set yourself up for success is remember what you're comparing. Remember that jealousy we talked about? When you see social media feeds and think about all the ways you're not measuring up, you are comparing yourself to their highlight reels. They might be successful now, but two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, this isn't where they were. They haven't always been up there. You are comparing their highlight reels to your reality, and your reality might be a blooper reel, Or it just, you know, has some ups and downs and you're not there yet. That doesn't mean you're not going to be there. It just means you need to put in more work and more time and hope that the breaks fall your way. Because nobody gets there just on skill and talent and ambition and work. You gotta have a little luck and Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but if you keep at it, the longer you keep at it, the more chances you're gonna succeed. If you're, I'm a gamer, every time I roll a die, there's a one in 20 chance I'm gonna roll a 20. And you know what, the more times I roll, the more likely I'm gonna hit that 20. Okay. Odds, people, I know, technically the odds never change, but I, I know there's only so many times I can roll the same number in a row. Anyway, let's go back to my panel notes. Uh, next up were some audience questions. One person asked, how does maternity or health leaves of absence affect your career? It, it can hurt. It really can, you have to pay attention. If you time it correctly though, you can make it a tiny blip. If you're writing on a schedule, publishing, know that publishing schedules are flexible. They say they're not, they try not to move them, but they understand that we are people and they are people and things can move. But secondly, Try not to put yourself in that situation. If the leave is scheduled like a maternity leave or a surgery, write as much as possible first. Make it happen. Make sure that you're ahead of schedule and drop everything that you can to make that happen. Don't drop everything. Still take care of yourself because if you stop taking care of your body and your health, then you're not going to be able to keep going. If you burn out in the first chapter, you're not gonna make it to the end. Now, if you don't have a publishing schedule, how you work it is up to you, but the suggestion is still right ahead as much as possible. Uh, the second audience question was, should I self-publish? It's up to you, clearly, but the more niche your book is, the more successful it could be as a self-published book. And third, what does it take to succeed as a writer? Ideas are a dime a dozen. It's all about the writing. Can you write a sentence? How about a paragraph, a chapter? Can you plot? There is a huge cliff between a great book and a ho-hum, pretty decent book. Most are ho-hum. Have you put in the work? And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye bye.